This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. If you'd like, you can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. But we're bringing you the best in baseball action, whether it's betting or DFS opportunities. And so that means we bring in our expert at such things, baseball expert Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow Jen at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How's it going, Jen? It's going great, Sean. You know, we had a pretty good show last time. We did pretty well on our bets. One of my favorite was the John Means strikeout prop, which I think a lot of people didn't play, but it hit very early. Uh, was a little surprising, though, the way Washington actually took it to Toronto. That was yeah. an interesting series. That's right. And that's, you know, it's it's funny when you look at those sort of things, because in baseball, it's sort of a micro and a macro view, right? Because right. Because at the end of the, the long season, generally the teams that are expected to be good, unless they got derailed by injuries or something like that, end up in the mix and, the, and vice versa. But any particular game in baseball, that's what makes it so fun. You, you can be convinced the pitching matchup, everything looks in one direction, but uh, the game itself still after all these years, one day at a time, it can still always surprise you. So that that's a fun way to, to start this one off because you'd think – we know what's going to happen, so we're going to take our best guess. But keep it in mind, of course, it's baseball. The Marlins go face Cincinnati. The Reds, of course, finding themselves in the mix, 65-57. And a, and a middling home team, surprisingly. But the Marlins, of course, nearly 20 games under 500 and really bad on the road. Yeah, and so, you know, you look at this matchup, and it seems fairly obvious that the Reds should win here. I do think that they will will win, uh, but I'm looking at this more for actually the Luis Castillo strikeout prop. Now, one thing people may or may not realize is that Luis Castillo actually doesn't give up a whole lot of home runs. So, you know, you look at his, you, you've seen him blow up a few times, but it's not because he gives up a lot of home runs. It's because he walks a lot of guys. He has control issues. Well, the good news here is uh, Miami has the third lowest walk rate in the league, only 6.7%. At the same time, they have the second highest swinging strikeout rate in the league. So basically what this comes down to is I know it sounds scary because Luis Castillo seems like he can either blow up or be lights out. I think this is a lights out Castillo night. I mean, maybe he'll give up a, a couple of runs, but as far as, you know, your FanDuel lineups go, I'm taking the gamble here. And as far as strikeout props go, I'm taking the over seven and a half strikeouts. It's plus 110 at BetMGM and it's plus 115 over on DraftKings. So reminder, always shop around for where you can get the best odds. Right. And I, I really like I'm, I'm a Luis, Luis Castillo fan. I like him mm, a lot. Me too. Uh, I like the ability. You're right. He walks more than you'd like. But then again, uh, the, the walk rate for him, when we think about, you know, a guy that walks a lot, we're picky here. It's 138 Ks to 59 walks, yeah. right, be 16 home runs in 137 uh, innings, which in today's day and age isn't all that awful. But no. you look at the, the normal number of strikeouts he's had and you're right. He can have some good games. He can have some bad games coupled games ago, a couple starts ago against Cleveland. He had one of the bad ones, only two strikeouts because he gave up eight runs in three and a third. But otherwise, he's been really good. The last time he's given up more than three earned runs in an outing was back at the end of May. So he's been outstanding for a while, and he's putting up big strikeout numbers. He's had seven or more in five of his last six starts, and not all of them, by the way, against a team that's really vulnerable to it, like Miami. So I, I like that bet. And if it's me, I'm even kind of 
uh, mixing it up with a leading after five innings for the exact same reason. One of the bets that I really like that, that I did earlier in the week, we talked about it. That went well. Uh, I like the Reds leading after five. I like that strikeout prop. I'd like to combine it and see if I can get that number a little bit higher. I bet you could get it quite a bit higher. And I think that's a pretty safe bet. You know, both these teams four and six. But as you said, you know, when it gets down to brass tacks, Cincinnati has the third most runs scored since the all-star break. Luis Castillo, when he's lights out, he is lights out. This seems like the perfect setup for this. So, you know, if you can put together some kind of a parlay Cincinnati to win, where a first five plus a strikeout prop, uh, why not go for it? Yeah. And more and more you're seeing in, in a lot of the, uh, in a lot of the apps, the idea if you can have a same game parlay on, uh, in, in an individual baseball game. And that's where these, at least for someone like me, I have a lot of fun with those because I think you have a feel like we talk about here for what might happen in any single game. And now you can kind of put it all into one so you, you at least uh, have a feel like you can make an educated guess. But yeah, you talk about the runs, uh, the offense for Cincinnati, if you have not paid attention, is robust. As you pointed mm-hmm. out, the runs are good, but they already have four guys over 20 home runs. Uh, rookie Jonathan India has got 16 of his own, despite you know not being a, a thought of initially as a power threat and they still have Tyler Naquin out there with 15 so this is a team that can really unload on people they're at home they're in a playoff chase uh, I like them to win but like you discussed the problem is that uh, they're such favorites that there's not a lot you can do on the mm-hmm. money line and unless you feel confident on the run line probably not touching it so I think that's why we can nibble at some of those uh, ways to parlay it together but obviously in this matchup a guy like Joey Votto uh, a guy like uh, uh, who you, Eugenio Suarez or, or Nick Castellanos, all good plays tonight, probably for DFS. And quite frankly, if you have one of those uh, props for getting a hit or more than one total base, I like all three of those guys, too. Absolutely. I mean, Joey Votto, can we talk about this? I mean, 37-year-old having a career year, he's just been resurgent, and it's been fantastic to watch. Yeah, there's there's nobody who, who just is better to swing the bat. You just watch that guy approach babies and the way so he approaches uh, in, a, in a world where nobody really looks at walks uh, this guy draws them as well as anybody he is a blast to watch can, can you tell i just actually love the game <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i'll I'm watch not... that joey Votto walk all day <laughs> yeah me too i know yeah we're baseball nerds but that's okay if you're listening you probably are too so we're gonna move over to what was expected to be a really good matchup this year but it didn't turn out to be is minnesota one of the teams that really underachieved this season 13 games under 500 versus a team that is supposedly over underachieving this season. Mm-hmm. I, I guess by their standards, because they haven't won the World Series yet, the red hot New York Yankees. Yeah, and when you're hot, you're hot. And right now they're on fire. They're eight and two in their last ten. And you're right. I'm so tired of hearing Yankees fans whine, and then they always make it to the postseason. Um, but you know, I've got to take the Yankees here because they are on fire. You know, John Gant's gonna be starting for Minnesota, and you know, he's like fine, you know, nothing special, but he probably only goes three innings, which means it's basically a bullpen game. And Minnesota's bullpen has an ERA of over four since the all-star break. So let's just grab these guys that slug at home. I mean, FanDuel Sportsbook thinks the total is going to be really high. I think BetMGM had the over under at 10 and a half. That means there's going to be runs in this game. And when you're targeting DFS, it's really good to look at the assumed run totals in Vegas because Vegas is usually really, really good at this. It's almost creepy how good they are, these run lines. So when they have a run line that's as high as 10 and a half, you've got to gravitate towards that. So as far as DFS is concerned, I think it's fine to spin up for Aaron Judge today, 4,300. He's batting 272 with 11 bombs when at home. 
Stanton's batting 276 with 10 bombs at home. And then how can you not use Anthony Rizzo? You know, that short porch and right is so good for his lefty bat. He's 3,500. And my value play would be Gary Sanchez. And I know it kind of makes me groan to think of Gary Sanchez, but when he's at home, he has 10 bombs and he's only 2,500 tonight. So, Again, we're in a situation where the Yanks are so heavily favored at minus 250. I found a bet on BetMGM that I think I like. Remember, this is Jamison Tyon and uh, John Gant starting. I like the Yankees to win and both teams to score three or more runs at plus 155. I mean, if they're getting to 10.5, I don't think it's just the Yankees doing it. I think Tyon can be hit. I believe he gave up three earned runs his last time out. And, you know, the Yankees' bullpen, they can struggle. Zach Britton has been very wishy-washy lately. So I like both teams to score three or more runs uh, and the Yankees to win in order to turn this into plus money at plus 155. I like it. And of course, if someone on Minnesota is going to make sure that they get to more than three and a half runs, well, there's an easy pick for you, whether it's DFS or whether it's one of those player props. Jorge Polanco for the Twins, of course, leads them in um, batting average, home runs, RBI. (laughs) So if you're going to go with one player off off Minnesota, you know, go with Polanco because he's the guy that's been getting it done all year long. Those are the. I yeah, got go Polanco in my uh, salary cap draft for uh, like a nice. dollar. Oh. And I got to tell you, it was one of the best picks I made. That and uh, Jesus Aguilar and Yuli Guriel, all for a dollar in my salary cap draft league. And I got to tell you, that's why you got to know whenever you get into your fantasy drafts at the beginning of the year, you got to really search out for those people that in the really late rounds or the really inexpensive places that could give you this kind of a ceiling. And I, I kind of struck gold with Jorge Polanco. So I do hope you're right again for tonight, Sean. Wow. Also, I want in your league next year. yeah they get a little deep there and you can find some answers and that's the other thing that's fun when you do this is uh look the twins aren't a particularly good team that doesn't mean there aren't opportunities for you we went through our first two games we'll take a look at one more and then a check over all of it one more time we'll do that in just a moment on sticks and stacks Welcome back to Sticks and Stats on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Drotar, S. Drotar on Twitter. Jen Piacenti, our baseball expert, is with us. It's Jen Piacenti on Twitter. We make it pretty easy there. We've gone over two different games uh, that we're interested in tonight, Jen, and let's go to the third. We have a matchup in the NL Central. Traditional rivals. One team is in the thick of it. Another team is trying to desperately hang on. We're talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. They find themselves under the Gateway Arch in St. Louis tonight. Yeah, and so I do like Milwaukee here. Of course, they have Woodruff on the mound. He's got a 2.18 ERA, a .9 whip, and 163 strikeouts this season. Now, he was pulled a little bit early in his last start after the third inning. Uh He was having a little bit of control issues, but I'm not too concerned. Overall, as I said, you know, the guy's been absolutely phenomenal this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about Brandon Woodruff either. Now, on the other side of this, uh, John Lester, he was he was pretty good his last time out. But over the course of the season, he's pitched to an 81.8 percent contact rate. Now, that's pretty risky. That sounds bad. (laughs) 81 percent. It's it's pretty bad. That's up there with Jake Arrieta. You know, Eric Fetty, the people that we regularly con, you know, 
Yikes. Yes, Target oh. when we're when we're doing DFS. 81%. And here's the thing, the bats in Milwaukee are really, really hot right now. They've won eight of their last ten, much like the Yankees, and they're tied for the second highest win percentage in the league right now. So I really like Milwaukee here, especially for your DFS lineups. Avi Garcia has 23 home runs on the season. Last night he had a double dong. He's batting 338 versus lefties this season. And he's only $3,000 over on FanDuel. So this, to me, is a no-brainer. I also love Colton Wong, Willie Adamas. I love the value play of Luis Urias. If he goes, obviously, that's, you know, you may or may not start him tonight, but he's only 2700 But versus lefties, he has four homers and 14 RBI this year. So they may decide to use him. Again, you know, the Brewers are heavily favored. So I'm going to do a bit of a combo. I'm going to do the Brewers to win an over five and a half runs scored totaled in the game. That's between both teams for plus 100, which is a bet over on bet MGM. Oh, I love it. I, I must be, it's good. You, you can kind of cobble that together to get into the plus there because yeah, that feels awfully good that that get over, you know, just five and a half. I, I that feels like that's going to be the case. Even if just the Brewers do it because you brought right. up Avisayo Garcia. And uh, again, a guy that for player props, not I don't necessarily love uh, you've done it and you have success. You're a little more bold than me. I don't love basically going for a guy to to hit a home run because I know it's a difficult thing. But Garcia does have three in his last four, as you mentioned, two uh, just last night. But what I'm impressed with is he has multi hit games in three of his last four games. That's a guy that is really seeing the baseball very well at the plate. And so, yeah, uh, for a player prop for Garcia, if you feel like doing that, even uh, if you really want to get bold and do the more than one and a half hits, you might be able to do it. But one of those total bases ones, I really like the idea tonight for Garcia. So you look around to see if there's some numbers there that may end up fitting for you, because this is a great matchup for a guy who's playing great. That's always an opportunity to let it ride a little bit. So as we go back through our three today, let's start out and give me your favorite, Jen, Florida at Cincinnati. Florida Mi- and Miami at Cincinnati. Uh, yes, Miami and Cincinnati. I like Luis Castillo for over seven and a half strikeouts. And I also like Cincinnati to win. <laughs> Florida. Man, I'm old. (laughs) This is what happens when you are uh, one of the sad, sad Colorado Rockies fans that came into the league at the same time and same expansion year with Florida. And now it's just burned into my brain forever. Like the Rockies continual horrible road performances. But I, yeah, sad trombone, (laughs) but I digress. Let's go on to, you know, at least a good team. We've talked about the twins and the Yankees. Yeah, I like the Yankees to win and both teams to score three or more runs at plus 155. I also like the Yankees here for your DFS lineups. Yeah, hard to hard to dislike that. Uh, Milwaukee at St. Louis, maybe the same thing when you're looking at the lineups. Of course, they're not as stacked as the Yankees up mm-hmm. and down the lineup. But then again, this is a good matchup for a good team. Yeah, it's a good matchup, and there's a lot more value with the Brewers. So, you know, putting Yankees and Brewers together. And by the way, when building a DFS lineup, I often like to bring a little bit of the other side back as well. So I also like people like Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, as you said, in the Minnesota game. So we're not fading the other team. I'm just kind of leaning a little more towards a heavier stack with the Yankees and, of course, with Milwaukee. So for the Milwaukee-St. Louis game, I like the Brewers to win an over five and a half runs scored in the game at plus 100. If you think the Brewers are going to win, I think that's a good way to do it. So you can turn it into plus money because they are very heavily favored today in Las Vegas. 
Well, that'll do it for us on Sticks and Stacks. We'll be back next week with a little bit more of a tour around baseball, some of the opportunities for you, whether it's DFS, whether it's betting. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't, please hit subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week for Gent Piacenti. I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for catching us on Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.